D. P. P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! And today it stands for Super Duper Picks. Like Ron Ooh. Francis made. Super Duper Picks. Not Steve Dangle Podcast. And he- can I ask two questions? Yes. No. One, Steve, you were startled when I started the music. Is that confirmed? Yes, I was. Two, what's on your mug? Who is that lady? So I stole my wife's mug. This is um, oh. this is from Shit's Creek. It's oh. stop acting like a disgruntled pet. I'm not interested anymore. It's a bad what? show. Oh, it's a like bad show. Creek? It's a bad show. Move on. Start. start I start enjoyed this Canadian production. Shit's Creek. How oh, dare hey, you? Hey, I want it's you guys. Show. I want. I want Adam. Uh, you usually set up the show. I want you to start in a good show, so we don't have to talk about a horrible Canadian program, and we can just enjoy this great Canadian program. Oh, I get it. No, Jesse's one of those Canadians who hates all Canadian programming by virtue of its Canadians. I don't like it when it's bad. <laughs> well, it's not bad. It's not bad. You know what? You know no, what I it's love so funny the, uh... that they're rich and they don't get it. Like, <laughs> oh, guys, let's write, let's write that joke ten times in one half an hour episode. Man. That's hilarious. You guys. I... That's great comedic writing. Come on. Jesse, I mean, you did sort of sum it up. Jesse didn't get through. No, here's Jesse didn't get through season one, did you? No. Oh, once you get past you you pass you pass season one, and and you know all great shows, you need to just power through. Oh, shut up! People act like all of Breaking Bad was good. No, it wasn't. Yo, yeah, Breaking Bad was a tough watch in the first season. I thought all of season two, you're like, what on earth is going on here? Until the final. Two episodes blast you over the head. Yeah. Um, A show you got to watch that you're going to be like, the first five episodes of this are, uh, this is really a circus, is uh, Yellowstone. Uh, It's so fucking good, but you got to get past the first five episodes. I was like, uh, Nat and I were kind of like trying, trying, trying to get through this. And then we finally, it took us three weeks to get through the first five episodes. And the last three days, we've binged the rest of it. It's amazing. So you got to... It just, you know, you, you reach a, a tipping point with a show and then you get there. You know what I'm saying? Or or there's a show like Castle Rock where you go, oh, I bet mm. the payoff's going to be really good. And then it's not. It sucked, didn't that it? That show, I want to sue I want to sue the production company that made that show. I know. I want so, my time back. So, Jesse, that's made on, uh, it's, it's a Stephen King. You know, he's got a whole, like, canon of characters, right? And okay. Castle Rock's one of the locations. So they made another show out of it. And they have brilliant actors and actresses on this. Like, it's a great... It's a great setup, and you're they like, really where is this going? And it's just literally like, you know, bases are loaded, bottom of the ninth. Like, you're, you're a single away. You're a single away from winning this game, and they whiff. And it's just painful. It's so just, now I don't need to watch it. You don't need to watch Castle no. Rock. It's a waste. It's <laughs> well, a Jesse, there's, a, there's a scary van full of foam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I assume you're spoiling stuff. I really want to. I want to throw that show in the garbage. I'm glad I'm spoiling it. That show sucks. If you're in the middle of watching it, stop. I'm doing you the biggest favor I've ever done anybody. Stop watching Castle Rock. Piece no, of shit. Keep watching it if you're in the middle of watching it, so you can realize at the end how how right Steve was about that take. That was a good take, Steve. Absolutely not a good show. What is Yellowstone streaming on? Uh, Amazon Prime, and oh. it's on. Uh, I think it's on the same station that Bar Rescue's on, and like on like normal cable. What I think it's oh. whatever, whatever that is. Yeah, but yeah, do, do Prime. <laughs> well, oh, I just like Bar channel? Rescue. I like that show. It's a great show. Um, the uh, the no man, I'm telling you, uh, Yellowstone will will blow you away after a while. Takes All you right, a while. the Kraken. Yeah, let's get oh, yeah. Kraken.
Um, okay, so let me be honest with you guys. Your YouTube stream was better. Then I'm just what? gonna tell you, like I can't, you guys can't talk about this, but I'm just gonna tell you that I think you can, it doesn't work for them. You did a better job for uh, you did a better job for the Kraken tonight and for the NHL as a whole than that broadcast. And it's not because the 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 setting wasn't beautiful. It's not because people weren't excited. It's not because it wasn't cool to see a crowd of people outside. You know, Pacific Northwest, they're known for being outside and, and hiking, and it's beautiful. I still think with an event like this, um, just like, you know, when you have concerts on TV, you try not to have them outside. And the reason for that is you can control the production environment a lot better. They started the show with Kevin Weeks, and his mic was down. And then they bring oh. out Ron Francis, and his mic's down, and he goes, you just see him like talking into a microphone, nothing coming out. And then it's great to be her. That was it. <laughs> and you're oh. like, for fuck's sakes, guys. Like, and so you let that go a little bit. You know, someone forgot to turn up the mic. They're having sound issues, whatever. But it, it felt like I was watching one of the two of you graduate Ryerson. Like it was sort of like, and, and now we're, we're going to bring up a tie. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. We, oh. You could have been. I, uh, listen, I never graduated Ryerson. I didn't go to the ceremony. But it was, it felt like it just didn't feel, Vegas felt big. And it's not that Seattle, the team doesn't feel big. And we'll get into that because they are a big team. Um, see, Vegas was like, we're going to put on a show. Seattle felt like, come on over to my backyard and uh, we'll, we'll go through this list. And I just, it, that's how it felt. So, and I watched both streams okay. and I got to tell you, you guys did a fantastic job tonight. Well done on everything. I uh, was jealous in the, in the sense that I wish I could have been in there with you, I but it was spectacular work and you guys did a great job. So um, you guys are going from two hours of that to two hours of this. And it's funny, you know, we, we, we plan to do this show late tonight, but somebody said this to me today. They're like, you guys should have kept your two after uh, 2 p.m. afternoon showtime. We knew the whole roster by then. There, there was that option. Like you could have just done it. And then the fact that all the reports are saying there are no trades, meaning that what we knew at 2 p.m. hasn't changed. No. So very interesting. We do have we do have an information update on that. On it's 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, right? Is when yes. trades can happen again. Yeah. So but Go ahead. There was a tweet, sorry, from Nick Barden, who said, Elliot Friedman says that you'll likely see a Zach Hyman deal with Edmonton tomorrow while he was on Hockey Central, and Faisal Kamisa responded to that. Elliot also told me that he believes at least one side deal was made with Seattle and Arizona as it pertains to Tyler Pitlick. And then there was Gordon Miller's tweet. For those wondering, Seattle side deals, plural, uh, for the expansion draft. And there are apparently several... Uh, will be announced tomorrow after 1 p.m., mm -hmm. like Jesse said before. And but we could have started at 2 and then had the podcast episode up that night, and nothing would have changed. Nothing would have changed. So we'll know that for next time. Because here's <laughs> the thing. At the end of the day, and we'll get to the side deals in a second, because that's the first thing I want to hit. The, the reality is, people. I actually had people in my DMs today, I'm not kidding you, who were like, listen, I know these guys are your colleagues and stuff, but Frank Cervalli and Chris Johnson ruined this for me. <laughs> And <laughs> because, we've never met Frank in our life. We can say, does that, has he cleaned the blood off his chainsaw yet? That was a murder that we witnessed on Twitter today. And he, he killed the entire damn thing. Frank Zervalli, uh, I've never, I've never seen an insider break that much shit in such a short amount of time. It was crazy. Who at the Seattle Kraken or the NHL or ESPN or Sportsnet pissed that man off? I want to know. Name names. That, that dude is... He looks like, oh my God, that, that, that was unbelievable. And then 
but he shouldn't feel special because I broke one. So it's not like this shit was secret. Yeah, you broke the Chicago one, right? I broke maybe the least interesting one. Congrats to me. Uh, it's Joe. <laughs> isn't that Joe Quinville's like kid or something like that? I think that? son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the reality is, and we'll get to get to it in a second. There, you know, the insiders are doing their job, and I'm sorry that that was ruined for you. But you have to understand, um, if something like this is going to happen, there is a 0.000% chance, and zero is repeated, by the way, um, that this is going to stay quiet because the players are told in the morning. They're told so that some of the players can actually fly in, like we saw today with Giordano and Tanev and Flurry and, and all the people that actually got to go up on stage. Uh, all, uh, Alexiak was there too. We got to bring him up in a second. And... Uh, and so, you know, there's no way that the players and the families and the agents and the teams involved are not going to leak this information. Someone's going to talk. So if you wanted to be surprised, I think the best thing to do is first off, I, I, you must have forgotten how Vegas went because it was much the same. But if you did forget next time, understand that you got to stay off the Internet. If you really want this to be a big surprise and you want you want to be like, wow, I can't believe Fowler and Dominic Moore are going to bring me the big headlines, um, which is that that's who who did the the hosting today, gentlemen. Um, then is that what it was? Yeah, it was it was uh, Fowler from uh, Cam Fowler, not Cam Fowler. Um, what's his <laughs> oh, name? No, 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 he's like a football guy. He's he's going to be a part of the NHL broadcast now. He's not a player. He's just a broadcaster. Um, oh. Anyway. <laughs> I remember his last name. Okay. Uh, he called the Carolina Hurricanes the Carolina Panthers. I think he said Kale Fleury was oh, a uh, defenseman. You know, it was just a lot. It was good. It was oh, real is good. That, is that why? Because I saw they changed their name on Twitter. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah, they've changed their name to the Carolina Panthers now on Twitter as well, the Hurricanes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seems like we missed a lot. Oh, yeah, you did. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was. Anyway, uh, it, it, it wasn't, guys, it was not a good show. It was. Oh, and, I didn't see I, it. The reality is, if you wanted to not have this shit broken, then stay off the internet. And and I'm sorry if you did, but like, frankly, there's no way. There's not a hope in hell this stuff's going to stay quiet uh, that long. And I don't say Frank. Saying, don't say Frank. It's a very sore subject for me right now. People were saying that the <laughs> NHL must be super pissed about this. I think they probably expected it. And what I did find interesting was that this wasn't even – if you look at it from a broadcasting perspective, this wasn't even a main channel Sportsnet event. That was the Blue Jays. And so, you know, it was, I think it was on Sportsnet 1 or Sportsnet 360, which is one of their specialty channels. So the NHL didn't view this as premium watching. And I think they missed an opportunity. Right? This was like, this, this, I don't believe they saw this as the, like a huge broadcast. And I think if, you know, when you, when you look at the way it was put together, it was spectacular for the fans who were there. Um, like if you were in the crowd in Seattle and Macklemore came out, there were a lot of people who were really excited to see Macklemore. I'm sure great. it was really exciting. Seeing Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, pretty cool, right? Lenny Wilkins came out, also a Toronto legend, not just Seattle. Um, you, know, you know, you see these guys come out and you're like, well, this is really cool. They really embrace the city and its history and its music and its sports and everything else. But... You know, for the people watching at home, this has been the only thing that we've had to talk about for this offseason. Every conversation about free agency, trades, everything this season, and some of last season has been dominated by the pending expansion draft of the Seattle Kraken. And I think the NHL missed an opportunity here to make this into like a concert-like event. 
I understand maybe not wanting to do a show inside because of COVID. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Even though I still think it should have been. You, you, you had no problem packing Tampa's arena. I'm sure this would have been fine too. Maybe you didn't have the right venue. Maybe Seattle's uh, arena that's been fully revamped wasn't ready to go. I'm sure you could have, find, could have found something like a concert hall, something like that that seated 5,000 people. My point is, I believe they missed an opportunity to make this like the NFL and the NBA drafts, which are can't fucking miss television. And even if you are a passive fan of the sport and you've never heard of uh, whoever's coming out of Baylor this year, going 23rd overall, you're fucking jacked. He, you know, you see the guy sitting at the table like waiting for the phone call from the general manager. Oh my God, that's drama. Mm-hmm. The NHL, it's like, well, we got a couple of guys and, uh, and Ron Francis in a golf shirt and uh, this is what we're going to do. It- and it just, there, it just, there's a level that the NHL has yet to attain with every piece of entertainment. And this is the thing, if you have a brand and this is the brand thing, um, a brand is a promise continually kept. My problem with this broadcast was that if you, if the NHL claims to be high-end entertainment, then make everything high-end entertainment. I, I've only seen a few clips, but it looks like it was filmed at a rib fest. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I go all the time. I love rib fest. The Mississauga rib fest is way too expensive. Is Side it? Note. Yeah. And like, uh, don't line up for food you, in the GTA. Do you, do you, no. pay, per, do you pay for per rib? Or? Yeah, so you have to pay for entry and then pay for each meal or pay for your tickets. You know, you get like 10 tickets and then you go to each booth. Ridiculous. Man, if you, the Seattle draft was the rib fest, then yeah, it's terrible. And every year there's at least one guy who's like, all right, there's a rib fest. I'm getting into a fight. <laughs> and, he ruins it. <laughs> and he ruins it for everybody. Very true. Yeah, beer fests are like that too. Mm-hmm. So it's like some jackass from out that of That one at least makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways. Sorry. Well, I'm just saying, I feel like here's the, like, we could have done better than a bad golf fundraiser for this, but I'm sure for the fans who were there, it was fucking awesome. The, 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 the background was spectacular. Absolutely gorgeous. But did you need to know that the Pacific Northwest was gorgeous? Sure. You want to have a look at that. Um, I just think we got to get away from the hokey and the cheesy and get into like, let's make this dramatic entertainment. Now, I do want to say this, seeing the Seattle jerseys, um, the home and away jerseys, pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. Wow. Did they ever knock that out of the park? And I, I said to Steve and Jesse over lunch yesterday, I was like, I'm not sure about that, that logo. I'm not just not sure. And then I saw it in the jersey, and I get it now. Oh, yeah. No, now, it's, it's a really good jersey. Vegas and Seattle did a really good job of being very distinct. You know, like they don't look like any other team. Tampa – I know you're the back-to-back champs and everything, but it's a Leafs jersey. It is. It's a Leafs jersey with a lightning logo on it. (laughs) And, like, that wasn't your inaugural one. Like, you had a long time to come up with that. And someone in a boardroom was like, what if we did a Leafs jersey with a lightning logo? Um, (laughs) People are going to be so mad about that. You can't say that. People are going to be mad about that. Okay, put them side by side. Well, do you see the stripey is here instead of (laughs) shut up? They're the exact same. (laughs) Shut up. They're the exact same. There are a lot of fans. You could put the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, out there, and they wouldn't realize until, like, midway through the first period at least. (laughs) Like, wait a second, they're winning. No, uh, like, it's it's the exact same. So it's Seattle and Vegas. They look very distinct. So we'll go through the lineup one more time here, guys. Um, Hayden Flirty from the Ducks. 
uh, Tyler Pitlick from the Coyotes. Steve, you mentioned that there could be a side deal there. Do we know anything about the actual side deal itself right now? No, because 15 minutes ago, I thought there were no side deals at all. Jesse <laughs> made a great point, though, with um, Hayden Flurry mm-hmm. that he was drafted by Ron Francis. Oh, so right. Yeah, yeah, back in Carolina. Yeah. So here's how bad Ron Francis likes, or, or how much Ron Francis likes this guy. Took him seventh overall in 2014, ahead of William Nylander and Nikolai Ehlers. Wow. And, and that was stunning at the time. Like, not just revisionist history. I've told the story many times. The Canucks take Jake Vertanen, and I'm like, all right, because I want one of Ehlers or Nylander. And then seventh overall, Hayden Fleury. I go, you're joking. They have a shot at both? No way. And, uh, you know, it hasn't worked out for him, but defenders take longer. And Francis obviously believes in this guy a lot. Uh, He also didn't really get an opportunity until he got to Anaheim, right? Like, you just, that's a stacked defense in Carolina. Well, and people are like, oh, Jake Bean and Dougie Hamilton. And like, dude, they, it's a factory. Mm -hmm. It's a factory there. I am surprised they didn't go. um, I'm surprised. We'll get to Carolina in this pick in a second, but I really was surprised not to see Jake being taken. Um, Just considering, you know what I mean? Like the way Francis. At 1 p.m., we can find out there's a side deal. There could be. So uh, Tyler Pitlick from the Coyotes. Jeremy Lozon, big, you know, kind of punishing defenseman from the Boston Bruins. Uh, Will Borgen from the Sabres. I didn't realize Will Borgen had only played like 12 games. Um, But people really like him. They picked a lot of 22 and 23 year olds. They, they picked as many as they could. Right. Cause you can't, you can't like 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds. Those guys aren't available. And there were very few 22 year olds. Yeah. So like expansion teams are young, but they're not that young. I think so, half the roster is from like the 15 to 17 draft. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 17 was rare. A lot of 16s, a lot of 15s. You're right. Tough to buy youth, right? It's, <laughs> I keep trying now. What's interesting here, (laughs) you can never get it back once it's gone. Um, Mark Giordano was there tonight, had the jersey on and everything. But from what we're hearing on Hockey Central, Elliot Friedman said that New York is looking for, the Rangers are looking for a veteran left shot defenseman and that Seattle and New York are talking. So it was interesting to see Giordano there, but he could be flipped in the next couple of days, maybe as early as tomorrow. Surely there's no way he was there unless oh. like, did they use the event as leverage? You know? know? And I, I know. liked, I liked Giordano's line that, that that was the first time he was drafted. <laughs> That's right. Cause he was never drafted. Mm-hmm. Right. He was I think there's drafted. a higher chance Giordano becomes the first captain of the Kraken. than he does become a New York Ranger. Yeah. Well, I'd agree I mean, with that. If you listen to Chris Drury, and his, he's he's out. Chris Drury's out for blood right now. Given Barclay Goudreau six years, three point six a year. It's a yeah, there's a lot happening with the Rangers right now. It's very interesting. We talked about this on the stream. One thing New York has that's a just that just makes everything they do interesting. Their owner is weird on a good day, but he's also pissed. Yeah. So they're going to do something. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Um, this pick was broken by one Steve Dangle. Imagine Steve Dangle with sources. John Quinville. Hey, I saw your tweets. I, saw, I didn't see your apologies, though. Where did those go? They, they get stuck in drafts. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes picked Morgan Geeky. I think, Steve, you had him in your expansion draft. Uh, 
Uh, I didn't. Uh, I ended up going with Nita Ryder, but Geeky uh, was my second pick. So Geeky is, so he was the first guy that you guys kind of led your stream off with him. Well, because a lot of people were stuck on him, weren't mm-hmm. they, Jesse? Yeah, what he was. was what was it? He was uh, he was out of left field kind of pick, you know, because there was a uh, there was a couple other options there, and they went with Geeky. And Steve, you had some info on him. Yeah, so he turned twenty three yesterday. So you know, I said there were very few twenty two year olds available. He was one two days ago. Um, this dude lights it up wherever he goes. Like going all the way back to junior Tri Cities, um, and that's appealing, right? Played in Tri Cities, that's sort of in the area. Um, 16, 17, 90 points in 72 games in the WHL, 84 and 68. First season in the AHL, 46 points in 73 games. That's really good for an AHL rookie. Then he went on to have 18 points in 19 playoff games. Followed that up with 42 points. That's less in 55 games. That's way less. So his pace went way, way up. He played two games with the Hurricanes in 1920 and had three goals and four points. Then he didn't have as good a playoff in eight games. This past season, nine uh, points in 36 games, which is ordinary. But again, you got to remember this guy's a young player in his career, and he only played two games in the AHL this past season, four goals and one assist. So he's if, if you're looking for the William Carlson type, which we keep saying, I think it could be Morgan Geeky. Mm-hmm. But it caught people off guard because, okay, so you, all those things, that's Geeky's resume. During the day, LeBron announces that um, the Kraken are talking to Hamilton, that they were they tried to get a deal together and didn't really work. So there's still a possibility that happens. If you run down the list of who people picked most from Carolina, it was Nino Niederreiter. That was the that was the fan pick of most teams. And then the smart, the nerd staff pick was Jake Bean. So you run down the list and, and Morgan Geeky's not on it. You know, he's not in the discussion. And then all of a sudden it comes out, uh, probably Sarah Valley had it and they get geeky. So it's, it was a surprise. But when you spell it out like that, Steve, it makes a lot of sense. He should have been in the conversation. Yeah. I'll right. save Carolina's I'll, good, man. Good I'll save the conversation for this, this part of the conversation, though, for uh, later. And, and obviously with the Carolina Hurricanes organization, no one outside of Ron Francis is going to know them as well. Right. So you can understand why he would do that. There are some picks though, guys that are real head scratchers as we move forward. And I, I think a lot of people wonder if they galaxy brain this a little bit. I think it's a little unfair to call it like that yet, but I want to move forward with this one. Geeky made a lot of sense now that you've put it in that sort of context. Junis uh, Donskoy from the abs. We kind of knew everybody knew that was going to be there. Um, Gavin Bayreuther. So I was half right on this one. Um, Cap Friendly tweeted out that I think Max Domi was in their top three for uh, selections in in mock drafts on their website. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and my source told me though, no Max Domi. Seattle doesn't want him. They, they said maybe to flip him, but they don't want him. Um, so rather than grab a player they didn't want. They didn't. I thought they would go after Kevin Stenland. Like, no one told me who they were actually going to go after. They just said not Domi. Mm-hmm. Um, but they went with Bayreuther. There could be a side deal there. Could be. Uh, Dallas Stars, Jamie Alexiak, and then he promptly signs a five-year, $23 million deal. Um, Dennis Cholofsky from uh, the Detroit Red Wings was an interesting pick because everybody thought t- Troy Stetcher. But I, I guess 
given the other defensemen they selected, which we'll get to, it makes sense that they went with Chalovsky. He was a, was he a first first round pick in the 16 draft or the 15 draft? I th- uh, 16 and I think 20th. Okay. So, you know, a guy who could potentially still have potential, right? Well, and so we were talking about value and the nerds value stetcher and that's fine. The nerds are off and right, mm-hmm. but just because the nerds value him, um, doesn't mean he's got value around the league. And if I'm not mistaken, he was on waivers mm-hmm. this past year. He could have been had for nothing or next to nothing. It didn't he start the season without a contract and he know. ended up landing was, in Detroit. And, was he like Hammond? He, like he, he might have been like Hammond. There, there were a, a number signed, of this. Uh, October 10th. Okay. There you go. A uh, two year deal with uh, Detroit. So there you oh, go. Oh, so that's off season. Yeah. The, a two year deal with Detroit. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's almost, well, in two year deal. Right. So it's like Detroit signed him with the purpose of we're going to expose this guy and they're probably going to take him. And they end up losing Chalosky anyway. Um, Chalosky, don't don't write him off. Um, dude, Detroit sucks. And he was a first round pick who they threw to the Wolves. So he's had a bit of a weird development. I wouldn't be surprised if he bounces back. I can tell you why the Kraken didn't take Troy Stetcher. Why? Only 5'10. Oh, holy sh- are we, yeah. So are we talking about this? Well, uh, okay. let's, I mean, let's keep going. Cause uh, like okay. we got Alexiak. Now let's talk about Larson and then we'll talk about size. Sure. So Adam Larson also is picked and signs a contract, or at least it was rumored that four and a half million or something like that. I saw four times four. I could be wrong. Something like that. So Not it was house. a bad day. If you were to, if you were to cap it right now, you know, and we don't have any trades right now. So you might be listening to this and going, well, we've heard this trade and that trade, but we don't know that yet. But um, it was not a great day for the Oilers. You know, losing Adam Larson and then signing Mike Smith to a multi-year deal, apparently. And the Mike Smith thing is, is you know, he's 39. You don't need to sign a 39-year-old goalie to anything other than a year. And if you do, then you're really desperate. He doesn't uh, even know if he's playing past next season. Well, like, exactly. Yeah, I guess. And it's like, oh, we got nothing to lose. He can just bury it. It's like, no, no, but he had a good year last year. So you're actually rewarding him for that, which is fine. But he's 39. Adam Larson's a different story because if I'm Adam Larson, I'm looking at the Oilers and going, okay, you guys are grinding me in a contract here. And they apparently were early in this week were close on something. And, and I'm going, I've been here for how many years? You traded Taylor Hall for me, and now you're going to commit $5.5 million of your cap to 38-year-old Duncan Keith, but you won't give me the number I want. Yeah, and everyone said I sucked for a long time by virtue of I'm not Taylor Hall. Right. Um, he, he, did, he, was, he did struggle for a while, but like he, is, he, he had a family tragedy, uh, I believe back injuries, and... I, I messaged some Oilers fans today. I'm like, wait a second. I thought you guys thought he sucked. No, he got good. So I guess he managed to put it all together this season. And he was as advertised, like a true defensive defenseman. And you talk about someone who the Oilers can't really afford to lose. It's that. Right? Like, oh, give his money to Tyson Berry. What? Who's another forward? Yeah. I wanted a Ferrari. So I went out and bought it, but, but they sold out a Ferrari. So I got a Jeep. <laughs> what? They're like, they're not the same at all. They're not the same player or, at all. Or I wanted a, an 18-wheeler, and I bought a Ferrari instead, which is this, I can't, you know what I mean? That's your defensive defenseman versus Tyson Berry. But what if you got to carry stuff? Like, what? A, okay, you'll go fast, but with nothing. 
Like we need to carry stuff. And right now the Oilers need to carry stuff. If we're going with that analogy, mm-hmm. um, it, what, what do they do? What do they do? They need more stops, not less. It's uh, right. that's tough. And it's a competitive defensive market. Like everybody's like, well, what if they sign Dougie Hamilton guys? Everybody wants Dougie Hamilton. So I was thinking about that. Like, it sounds like they're going to get Hyman and he's going to make them a better defensive team. That's good news. Um, you know, people talk about the contract, the length, whatever, 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 like kick that can down the road in terms of at least conversation. If you're an Oilers fan, you have to think of it, but would you not be better off taking your Tyson Berry fund and your Zach Hyman fund and making it the Dougie Hamilton fund? hundred percent. That's the direction you should go. Cause you're in a win now mode for the next five years. You have McDavid locked up for five more years and every year McDavid is on your team is a win now year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hundred percent go after. So, so then, and, and to that, I, I agree with you both on that. So then um, no movement clauses and no trade clauses, Steve, what do you normally say about who's who are on those lists? Uh, they're not really no movement clauses. Oh, um, if it's a team, let's say someone on 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 the Tampa Bay Lightning, if they have a no move clause, odds are they don't want to go to a Canadian team. Berkey said that on the show too. Yeah. Most no trade clauses are just don't send me to Canada. It's and no, that- it's eight teams. It's the all the the seven Canadian teams in Buffalo. Wow, it's not that bad up here to be honest with you. It's really great. But anyway, tax the, tax. Okay, fair. Yeah, you know, there and was COVID good... restrictions. Like Bogosian doesn't want to resign here because he's. Oh, is that why restrictions? Yeah, that that came out, uh, and he just oh. doesn't trust so, the government. Don't blame him. With Dougie Hamilton, when he was traded, Carolina had the option to void his no trade clause, and they did. So he does not have a no trade anymore. Dougie Hamilton okay. does not. Yes. Why again? So uh, this is from Cat Friendly. Hamilton was traded on June 23rd uh, to Carolina and they had the option of voiding the clause. Cat Friendly has confirmed that Carolina did not honor his trade clause. Hmm. So he no longer has it. So they can trade him wherever. Interesting. Hmm. So Hmm. he could. Well, it's just his rights, though. They would be trading. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, do, so do you, like, why, again, why not back up the Brinks truck? So uh, if, if you, they, they talked, they talked to him in Seattle and like, maybe in this little window, you trade his rights to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense then, too, but, but you know, signing date, I don't know. Are, isn't it I'm that, galaxy braining it. <laughs> what, what day is it today? Cause the, when does it open up so that everybody can talk to every free agent? The 28th. 28th. Okay. Yeah, so they got rid of that little window. They got rid of the pre-day. Oh, which yeah. is silly. His team's got grumpy about it. So I do know. you move? Do you do you? If you're Edmonton, do you move something to Carolina? You get the rights to talk to Dougie Hamilton. You sign him in the next seven days. You fucking am, better. <laughs> am I thinking you too better? Much? Ken Holland, genius. I can't wait. Listen, man. Oh, you know there were Oilers fans who were rightly outraged about what happened with Duncan Keith. And then, then there were so many like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. This is the year we're supposed to have cap space. Maybe there's a Duncan Keith play here. Oh, by the way, if he retires next year, then the season after, we get a big old credit on our cap. Okay, but what about this year? What about what Connor McDavid's 25 now? See, 25? 24, 25? 24, 25 yeah. this year? And you're not any closer. And listen, I understand the Leafs aren't any closer either. You don't have to make it's that. not about decision. that. <laughs> 
But my point here is you better Ken Holland, because I kept hearing about how Ken Holland was a genius. And what I keep seeing really is non-genius moves. I keep seeing <laughs> we're going to do the same shit over and over. And we're going to sign the same guys because they're good old guys. And we're going to hope. Well, Seattle, they got a ton. <laughs> they got a lot of D-men. So did. if you want them, they go did. ahead. Um, so we'll move on here. Um, so we did Larson. Uh, we knew Drieger was going to happen and we knew it was going to, he signed, uh, apparently he signed his deal. Curtis McDermott was an interesting one from Los Angeles, mostly because the guy's he's just a big, scary, tough guy. Six, five. He was one of the ones, Jesse and I noticed a trend by, you know, by like the final 10 picks and Curtis McDermott, we were both like, all right, we don't get this pick. We didn't talk about this player. We talked about a bunch of others. I bet I'm going to look at his height and he's a giant six, five. Every time it's I, I, the Seattle Kraken earlier in the show, I was trying to bring up their team page. It's obviously not updated yet. They're huge. They are huge. They're absolutely massive. And I would love to know what percent of the NHL they have that is six, three and up and six, five and up. It's got to be significant. I, I, I think, you know, you, you talked about this uh, at the beginning of the playoffs with, I think it was with Tom Wilson, Steve, and it was the rest of the NHL got smaller and faster. And Tom Wilson all of a sudden became this, like this unbelievable unicorn. It's like, holy shit, no one else can do what this guy does because he's the last one left. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that maybe Seattle has seen that, well, first off, they get a weak division. I actually want to read you a headline. Can I read you guys a really funny headline? Yeah. Hit me. Um, and this is just an aside, but this is out of uh, San Jose. Sharks on NBCS. With expansion draft now complete, the Seattle Kraken shouldn't be a threat to the Sharks' playoff hopes. <laughs> okay, so... Every year, there's a headline that gets brought up all season long. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> that one. That one right there, right? That one is screen capped. Hockey takes the preceded disaster. Like, yes, <laughs> it's your the the who? Yeah, N no. So, so with that, um, you know, the, maybe the Seattle Kraken were like, listen, we got a weak division. And we've got a, a team that we got to get people involved with. Like we got to get people behind these guys. And frankly, the NHL is getting smaller. Why don't we get big? Well, and the theme of these playoffs was not necessarily big up front. None of them were really big up front in the final four, but they were huge on the back end. And I look at the Oilers SWAT. I look at the flames SWAT. <laughs> like I, I look at my division and for the most part, I'm just, I'm swatting you away like gnats. <laughs> it's uh it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it seems really on purpose what the Seattle Kraken did, especially with their D men. Although we are talking about Curtis McDermott here and he's up front. Right. Right. And but it, you're, you're not right. looking for a Tom Wilson preventer. In no that division. You're looking right. for a Ryan Reeves preventer. No. And uh, I'd say they have several. They have, they have found that Car Carson Soucy from the Minnesota Wild was another pick. Uh, Kale Fleury. So both Fleury boys are off to Seattle. Yeah. Um, Soucy's an interesting pick. Yeah. No, no Kakinen. No Kakinen. I, I think they felt like it seemed like they were happy with the goalies that they picked. Uh, sure they were, but like Kakinen's young, he's good. Waivers exempt. Sorry, Jesse. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I was just going to continue your train of thought. He makes less than a million dollars. He's 24. 
you know, it made sense to take him. So I think this is a case where we find out at one, there's a side deal. Side deal. Could be. I, but I also looked at Susie and I, like I was looking at his cap hit, I was looking at his numbers. I'm like, wait a sec, this is a good player. Mm-hmm. You know, so if there is a side deal, home run. Mm. Home run. Mm. We're not going to know. We'll see. In Minnesota, um, uh, who's their GM? Bill Guerin? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He also said before the draft, they'll take who they'll take. So he poo pooed a uh, side deal before. If he dies, uh, he dies. GMs are liars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They traded four firsts. <laughs> um, Kale Flurry from the Montreal Canadiens, Callie Yarncrook uh, from the Nashville Predators, Stanley Cup hero for them. Uh, and I have to say, um, they had um, they had Marshawn Lynch uh, introduce that pick, and that was fun to see. Um, and, and and he's it was funny because my boy Callie. Yeah, and then he's. <laughs> It's like, can you phonetically spell this for this man? Because who's going to know how to spell yar- or say yarn crook without having heard it first? Julian McKenzie uh, tweeted it. He's like, whoever gave Cal yarn crook to Marshawn Lynch nailed it. <laughs> no, it they got funny. exactly what they wanted out of that. Uh, Devils pick uh, Nathan Bastion. Sorry, from the Devils Nation, Nathan Bastion. Islanders, we, we all said Josh Bailey, uh, except for Steve, who got it right with Jordan Eberle. Sure and did. I have to say it was, it was Jordan Eberle doesn't, it's weird. The last couple of years, Jordan Everly has gone from looking like a kid to looking like a man. There's been a change. He's now a grizzled vet. He's got that Neville Longbottom glow up. Yes. Yes. And and so, I mean, do you think there's going to be any fallout in the island for the fact that Clutterbuck and Martin were protected and a guy like Everly scores a lot was not? This is exactly what they wanted. I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Do you think there are going to be consequences for Lou Lamorello? Is that the question you're asking me? I just wondered no. if there might be some backlash. Not consequences, never. No, there's no. there's going to be no backlash. He demands respect. Sorry, Jesse. What? Losing Eberly and then uh, Nick Letty and Andrew Ladd, he was moved out as well. They get $23.6 million in cap space in the next two weeks just to play with and have some fun. Yeah. Lou Lamorello wanted this to happen, so he had the room to go out and get something huge. They so have Suter some guys. Suter Parise for sure. Yeah, I that's my assumption. Jesse, who is your guy? I think it's uh Landeskog, Tarasenko, or maybe even I don't think it's a Jack Eichel trade. So I'm thinking uh Tarasenko retained or Landeskog. What if they went Landis in? Landeskog makes a lot of sense. What if they went to went in on on Jack Eichel? Like if you're Lou, they don't have the assets. Ah, <laughs> I guess. Man, I just think it, first off, it would be a big, big old fuck you to the Rangers who have been right in on him forever. And second, man, it would make them kind of scary, wouldn't it? If you're Kevin Adams and you have like half of a pool noodle that you're treading water with, mm-hmm. and you're you're barely you're barely keeping the Buffalo Sabers alive here. Lou Lamorella calls you. You don't, don't, don't answer the phone, Kevin. Don't, don't answer the phone. It's, don't answer your, uh, no, th- listen, you're skipping all the side quests and going right to the final boss. Don't answer that phone call, Kevin. Don't answer that phone call. Um, uh, okay. So then, well, I guess we'll move on. Colin Blackwell from the New York Rangers, hardworking center, left wing, easy guy to move around the lineup. People, small, late small. bloomer. Yeah, yep. and the rumor was that he might have been going back to the Rangers in the Giordano deal that apparently isn't 
going to happen, but could still happen because we don't know what trades are going to happen. So Ryan Strom was, was rumored to be going back to Seattle and then Giordano, maybe Blackwell come back to New York. And then Seattle also retains a little bit of Giordano, but that was all just Twitter speculation. Can he keep the Jersey? <laughs> he should see on it. Yeah. Can Giordano oh, yeah. keep the Jersey too? Yeah. Uh, both of them put a G yeah. on it. If you're on stage with, they fly you out and you're on stage, they put a jersey on you, you're probably not getting moved back to uh, over to New York, you know? I have a very difficult time believing that. And and if you're Giordano, like, it's not just that you did this to me, it's that I have to fly from Seattle to New York. <laughs> I'm mad at you right now. Well, Calgary me... to Seattle to New York. Yeah. Like, bro, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lot of miles. A lot uh, of, even more kilometers. Joey Decord, Jesse, I believe you had him picked it from the Senators. Mm-hmm. The um, I, I can't pronounce uh, Carson Twarnski. Twarnski, I think. Twarnski from the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Brandon, Tenev, Brandon Tenev, who none of us had from the Pittsburgh Penguins. I said my original pick was Brandon Tanev. I said it on the show, I was like, I wanted to pick Tanev, but the contract was a little too much in too many years. So I went with, um, I forget, Lingren, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tanev, is, I'm a big fan of Tanev, what he does, because he's the energy guy in your bottom six. I said this on the live stream, but yeah. And I think you plug him in. It's just a little too many years for what he brings, but at a better number, Brandon Tanev is a perfect player. It's, I'm, Probably stoked I lost Tanev because I'm Ron Hextall. I just got here and I didn't sign that shit. I I did not sign that Brandon Tanev contract. But now Pittsburgh's got this interesting um, hole where he lost McCann willingly and also Tanev. So they're going to have to replace that a little bit. And Ron Hextall with his first off season and a bunch of cap space, time to have some fun. Have you considered the fact that Ron Hextall could be a double agent for the Philadelphia Flyers? Like it's all how, I think about. Like Ron Hextall managing the Pittsburgh Penguins is hard for me. Do you know? Like mm-hmm. Ken Dryden working for the Leafs. Yes. You, you know how he yes. made him better? Uh, it was an accident. <laughs> he didn't mean to. All those, all the footage of him clapping. He was actually you couldn't read his lips, but he was going darn. <laughs> oh, it's just weird right it's like another win it would be like uh, joe sackick managing the detroit red wings you know what i mean yeah or like you know like alex tangay like joining the red wings you know what or uh, mike madonna playing for the red wings or or daniel alfredson play why do they why are you the so like, stop doing that <laughs> <laughs> alexander true was the pick from the san jose sharks vince dunn <laughs> Not a total surprise from the St. Louis Blues. There were a couple other ideas, a couple other people. You can see why Vince Dunn's the kind of guy that needs just a, a change of scenery and an opportunity. If, um, if you're like, who's Alexander True? Let me, let me answer that for you. Some giant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Again. Can I workshop you guys something I wanted to say on the stream if St. Louis uh, didn't lose Vince Dunn? Okay. So uh, you, we all know Baby got back from Sir, Mis- Sir Mix-a-Lot. This is going to mm-hmm. be terrible. Go on. Uh, my anaconda, anaconda kraken, you know, like a snake <laughs> thing. My anaconda don't want done. <laughs> is that necessary? Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle. <laughs> what? what the fuck? <laughs> I don't, I don't, there's something there. 
There's something there. Isn't. there. I don't. I, I think the no. reason you had to workshop it was because it wasn't. <laughs> um, what about my uh, something like my anaconda don't want none if it's not done, hon. Son. Son. Can someone yeah, Photoshop. Yeah. There's the second line. Can someone Photoshop Jesse onto Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in the comedy club? Like, can, can you Photoshop Jesse's face onto? Oh God. Oh, it's, or just it, Jesse. There's a lot. Anaconda don't quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was bad. Anyway, there's uh, a line there. We're getting producer Chris back for that. <laughs> <laughs> He's back permanently. <laughs> Jesse's crying now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, we were riding so high. Oh. <laughs> this is where the wheels fall off for the two of you. You've been broadcasting too long today. Uh, we have. Um, Yanni Gord is the lightning <laughs> pick. Um, not really surprised. Gord won't play hockey until November. Kind of tough for a guy you thought was going to be your number one center. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't care. For everyone who's like, oh, Seattle looks like they're going to suck. Good. That's the recipe for success. None of us thought Vegas was going to be good. Who was their second highest paid forward behind James Neal? Can anyone? Anyone? I don't know. Who would have been? Vadim Shipachov. Oh, yeah. Who was their big free agent get? Three games. Three games because they made him healthy scratch. Didn't Riley Smith have like a $3 million contract? And people were like, that's, well, that's too, way too close. Oh, What's your expansion team? Are you nuts? Yeah. <laughs> no, Florida signed it. And it was like, a, I don't know. And they, I couldn't believe they got rid of Marcia. So it was like, Jesus, that set not- them back. That 2017 set the Panthers back, man. That was not a good look. Really, really bad. No. Um, so we're all okay with Yanni Gord having shoulder sur- surgery and then missing I think- the season until November. Yeah, I think if people are okay with uh, Vladimir Tarasenko not even being able to sure if he can, you know, being sure if he can shoot a puck, I think we're okay with Yanni Gord missing four weeks. And you know, I I think that the doesn't the season start a little bit later this year? It does. Um, Their home order is not even until October twenty third. Yeah. So you know, it's 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 still going to be later, right? So if he doesn't play till November, that's two or three weeks into the season. He signed for several years, and if you're Seattle, you don't make decisions based on will this guy play in November. (laughs) <laughs> where that's fair yeah. um i was thinking too while i was watching this um just you know nhl would have like boilerplate contracts things that have to be in every contract uh, clauses and i just wondered about the legal wrangling and mess it must have been for the whole expansion draft idea in the first place like i know they've done this before and back in the day you used to be able to protect nine forwards and five defensemen and a goalie like it was fucking crazy but Imagine the, like the amount of lawyer hours you would have to do to meet, be able to make sure that that was legal. Cause I'm sure the NHLPA probably wanted to contest this at a certain point with well, the original four that came in. Right. That's why no moves were a non-option. Right. right? Like what, the, what, what did I negotiate this for? You're going to send me to an expansion team. I'm supposed to have this ironclad thing and you're sending me to an expansion team. I don't think so. Not a chance. Interesting. Um, the next pick, Jared McCann, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, okay. Now we need to talk about this. Listen, I get it. I get it. Okay. Let's talk about being a fan. The, the Leafs are losing Zach Hyman. And tomorrow. it makes it tomorrow. And it makes a lot of sense. If they manage to trade him to Edmonton and he signs an eight-year deal there... <gasps> 
or trade him to Edmonton. I don't, I don't give a shit how long his deal is. Is if the Leafs get something out of it, great. What what did you want? The Leafs to sign him to it? No. Let me be sad that a player I like is leaving. I like Zach Hyman a lot. It doesn't make sense to I know. Let me be sad. It didn't make sense for the Leafs to keep Reimer either. I was still sad. I like him. Mm-hmm. That's what being a fan is. What, I'm not allowed to be a fan of players anymore? Shut up. So on that note, I got excited for the Leafs to get Jared McCann. I did. I got very excited. And I let my guard down. And I they got him, and I'm like, well, they're not going to lose him for nothing. And then they did. And that made me sad. But wait a sec. Steve, the logic. They gave up a second or not a second, a former second. They gave up Philip Hollander and a seventh rounder three drafts from now. Who dropped something? That was my phone. Sorry. Oh, geez. I hope it's okay. They gave up a seventh rounder, three drafts from now, two years from now, and Philip Hollander, which is less than a first and a third, which is what Seattle was asking for. It's a little galaxy-brained, but it's actually quite clever and smart and thinking outside of the box. It is the right – it's straight up the right thing to do. But let me be sad that I got excited for a sec that they finally got a guy that I've been talking about for years and they lost him four days later. Am I, is that allowed? Is that allowed? The Leafs, here's who the Leafs lost. Philip Hollander in a seventh. That's a lot less than most teams lost. They didn't lose anybody off the roster. Did Hollander even play games for the organization? Did he ever play games for the Marlies? It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The Leafs this week lost a lot less than most teams lost. Some teams lost. Some teams lost. Some teams lost. Yeah, some teams lost less. I don't know. Way less. Way less. But I wanted Jared McCann. Don't tell me McDermott from L.A. was on par with McCann. (laughs) Well, let's... Well, McCann's not what they lost. That's the thing here. It's a seventh in Holland. So here's the thing. They did, though. He was in their possession. The, uh, they were going to lose someone. Right. They had to lose issue. someone. Here's here's my issue. Here's my issue. Okay. okay. This and, and somebody tweeted me this and I love this. And you cannot counter this with, with I'll, I'll go. I if might. You trade a seventh pick for, the person's like, if you trade a seventh pick for Gretzky and you leave Gretzky unprotected and choose instead to shield a run-of-the-mill <laughs> defenseman, then Seattle takes Gretzky. Ha-ha. Well, the Leafs only lost the seventh when you think about it. And if you read this tweet, he said, if you read this tweet and you counter, McCann isn't Gretzky, you're avoiding the point. The fact is, these guys had an opportunity to make a change in terms of what they were able to get. They could have stolen McCann and they could have dropped a, a, a run-of-the-mill defenseman, quote-unquote, on, on Seattle. Now, I have been a proponent from the beginning. The Leafs should have protected Kerfoot and McCann would have never been a Leaf at that point, Right. At that point, it's like if you're protecting, if you're doing seven forwards, three defensemen. You could have done both. Well, you you, you could protect them both, I guess. You could have. Oh, could you? There was was absolutely a scenario where the Leafs could have, okay, so they would have had to expose Hall. Then Mm -hmm. they could have uh, protected Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, Kerfoot, McCann, throw a name out. I don't know, Engvall, Simmons, doesn't matter. That was the problem. They only really had six forwards worth protecting. Right. So you could have. And, and so a have. lot of people are coming back to me and saying, listen, 
Justin Hall is pretty tough to replace at two million bucks. And fair. It, that is that fair. Is true. Yeah. It is it is hard to find guys who make two million dollars. A who, homegrown right hand defenseman. The Leafs right. have very few of those. And the best part of the Leafs last year was their defense. The defense was not a problem. And you found someone who, who you can staple next to Muzzin, and it just works. You and can staple anyone next to Muzzin. All at, the no- but, every defensive partner Muzzin had this year had positive effects. Look up Dermot and Muzzin. They were great together. But it but it it's works. Jake Muzzin. It, but, it's not Justin Hall. And guys, the, my issue is asset management here. You take the best player available and you figure the rest out later. But then you lose Hollander, a seventh, and Hall. Instead, you lose Hollander and a seventh. Mm-hmm. I refuse and to look McCann. at it. Nope. McCann was property nope. of the Toronto no. Maple Leafs. Am I fucking crazy here? Or yes. was he a Toronto Maple Leaf? Was uh, he not uh, the selection of the Toronto Maple Leafs? You're ignoring the purpose of the trade. Right. I know what the purpose of the trade is. The The premise of the purpose is what I'm arguing is wrong. It's just they a, should have delayed, never protected it's a delayed three-way trade is all it was. It's you're sending McCann to Pittsburgh, to Seattle. Is how you can just look at it. I can't look at it like that. Okay. They had an opportunity to have a guy. This is, okay, here's the problem with the Leafs that I don't think people have realized it yet. I know you guys do. But it's shocking to me how few people have realized that this team has no forward depth beyond the big four. And without Hyman, it's going to get worse. Yeah, but and they there's... were not going to protect Kerfoot in the first place. He was going to be the, the guy that was exposed. I don't think Leafs management understands how thin they are. I don't think but... they get- it's July 21st and the trade window is not even open. Like this, this is something we criticize on August uh, 5th when yeah. the free agency windows open, the trade window has been open for like two weeks. And then we take an assessment of what the management has done with the team that didn't perform in the playoffs. Right now it's like, okay, there hasn't been time to do anything. The draft hasn't happened well, yet. Well, we criticized Holland. So, because he's done things, he's done well, some yeah, moves deal, or, uh, with the with the team. Like Keith they deal. they did Keith. They lost Larson. Like there's been some movement in Edmonton, but there's still time. Like this isn't the opening day roster. This is not October 13th. We don't know what the Leafs are going to look like. And, so and saying that they failed in the forward group isn't a correct assessment of their team going. I think year. I think it is to this point. I think, yeah, but there's not this time moment. To do it's a failure. It is. You've lost the more valuable player. And then let me let me throw this at you guys. And I don't know if you've heard this because you probably were on the air. Chris Johnson said today on Sportsnet that the Leafs are not going to make. He doesn't see them making a big move. When he was on with us a few weeks ago, he said, "I think they're going to have to." Now he thinks they're going to bargain shop. So they are running this roster back. Not. Uh, I'll. I'm going to save. I'm 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 emotionally exhausted from this past season for a variety of reasons, right? I'm going to save my anger for when I need to be mad. Okay. I don't need to be mad yet. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be mad yet. Okay? August 1st is soon and it's forever away. That that trade uh the 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 hold on trades trade freeze Trade freeze, Jesus, thank you. It's it's, it's quarter past eleven at night. The the trade freeze is gonna lift. Then there's day one of the draft where everyone loses their minds. Then there's day two of the draft where everyone loses their minds. Then there's gonna be a few days for everyone to continue to lose their mind before free agency when everyone loses their mind. And then 
day two, day three, day four is when we get into danger territory because then, you, you know, you're at a dance with no dance partner and then you're calling up, you know, you're trying to figure out trades. There, there's, I want to see what they come up with here. And I'm not going to have the full picture now. Now, speaking of dates, let's go back. Let's go back to July 15th. That was a week ago, six days ago. Let's go back to July 15th. Oh God. Okay. Are the, are the, who are the Leafs going to lose? Are they, who, who are they going to lose? And then I appear from a vortex and I go, Steve, I'm you from six days from now. And the first question I ask is, does your neck feel better? And I go a little. And then the second question is, who does the Leafs lose? Who do the Leafs lose in the expansion draft? And I go Hollander in a seventh. Me from July 15th goes fucking A. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. And that is why I don't look at McCann as ever having been a Leaf. Now, there's an argument. They should have done this. They should have done that. Fine. Fine. But the situation is a big, scary monster was going to take someone from them no matter what. Mm -hmm. And they did a lot better than they did, I'd say, top 10%. In, in the NHL, in terms of what they lost. And Kerfoot has trade value. They can still trade him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be on the roster come, come the uh, yeah. you know, next season or whatever. I kind of don't think he will be, to be honest. And the offseason, like, it just started. If, if the expectation is Dubis and the management are going to make some moves this offseason, well, I think we got to wait more than three days to assess their offseason moves. Let the couple big events happen. Let the draft happen. Let free agency happen. Then we fire the bullets about what they're doing with the roster. Let me leave you with this then. Can I throw this at you guys? Sure. The the amount of defensemen, the type of defensemen that um, Seattle took, young and huge, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then you got Alexiak, uh, Giordano, Larson, all those guys. What are the chances Justin Hall makes it into that group? 100%. They would have taken Justin Hall if he was available. David, yeah, that, w- that was the that was the report today. If Justin Hall was made available to Seattle, they were going to take him. Dave and, Haxtell. And we know that Dermot wouldn't have because Haxtell and Dermot didn't yeah. get along. They didn't want to. Which is, that's news. Well, it, it makes sense that Travis Dermot's worst two seasons are under Dave Haxtell. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's been here for two years. Travis Dermot's been trending down for two years. Who I mean, maybe that was awesome news for him. Probably was. Probably was. And he probably knew, yeah, I'm not going to get selected. The guy doesn't want me. Yeah. But Justin Hall, I mean, that's, that's a guy Dave Haxtell trusted on his shutdown pair. Right. So I I think Hall absolutely would have been taken. Yeah. Would it have been the right choice? I don't know, but I I think he absolutely would have done it. Okay. Can I read a tweet from Chris Johnson who is subtweeting us? Is he? Can I read it? Yeah. Ron Francis on selecting Jared McCann from the Leafs. I'm a former Sioux Greyhound, so that helped. Man, this is another misunderstanding I think people had from last show. You brought up the Sioux Greyhound thing, and people were like, you don't like Jared McCann because he played for the Sioux, played in the Sioux for the Greyhounds. And I'm like, no, that's not. That, that comment and that conversation had nothing to do with Jared McCann or the Sioux Greyhounds. It has to do with the general manager who continues to acquire people from one team of the same vintage, and I, I, I'm starting to be like, okay, man, like, are you just, like, I, I get it. I get it. You were at the Sioux. You knew them that well. But your job is to know 
many more people that well. There, there was a, I, I don't remember who made the tweet, but it was basically like, okay, here are all the Sioux Greyhounds Kyle Dubas has brought on board. First of all, it's an enormous list. Second of all, they're really good. Yeah. Like for the most part, they're really good. Fine. It is, okay. His Sioux Greyhounds thing is definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair to say that most GMs, when they have their blind spots or their allegiances, it's often a bad thing. It often is. Mm-hmm. So it's just something I'm flagging. I have it flagged on my look at this list or whatever. But it's, listen, most of the Sioux guys he's brought in have helped the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then there's another guy. They have a hole on left wing. Michael Bunting's available. The Leafs, <laughs> you know, they can, they can get the whole Greyhounds band back together. They could bring him in and he would help the Leafs. And there's another Sioux guy. And I'm not going to wag my finger at Kyle Dubas for bringing in someone who's going to help the Leafs. Sometimes I feel like I don't know friggin' English. Like, so, so when I when I read, like the the I I don't. I'm to some of the people who have tweeted me over the last week or two. I'm not fighting with you. I love you. It, like if you've been listening for a long time, what, what's going on between us? I I need to know. I when when did I cross the line? I need to know. Like I'm just. I'm giving you my thoughts. We have these long opinions. I, I mean, who's going to give you a better picture of how I'm feeling right now and how this show is feeling right now? The two hour show that we do or a nine second Twitter clip? <laughs> right. That, that stuff's annoying. Can you give oh, us some more care. credit than happen. that for the love of God? Let yeah. it happen. Let it happen. Bring it out. I know. Come I on. know. Let it happen, Adam. But I, I think the listeners expect a lot of me. A lot of us, they expect a lot out of us because we've earned that, right? And I expect a lot out of them because they earn that and they get suckered in by this shit. And I'm like, you know better. Come on, come on. Let's be friends again. Jesus. Yeah, well, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you're going to flag it. I am in full skepticism mode. I am raising the flag. I, and it has I'm nothing to do, too. again, oh, yeah. listen, I got, I got, bl- I, I there are blind spots and I will, I will expound on this on August the 4th when nothing has changed. I'm excited for that because there is a lot with this Leafs group that we have got to stop accepting. It's not a hate. People are like, oh, it's so cool to hate Kyle Dubas. I don't fucking hate Kyle Dubas. I'm cheering for Kyle Dubas. You gotta, you gotta, but um, you gotta, but you don't but wear not, you, you don't I'm, not, I'm not as fucking fucking no. fanboy. We I'm are not, not sitting Kyle Dubas here. Jersey. We are not sitting here to be cheerleaders of the Toronto Maple Leafs. No, not, our job isn't to just be like root for them blindly. Dude, but also, not, a Leafs jersey not a, is not a Kyle Dubas jersey. No. Yeah. I. I. So. So for me, my frustration point is, like, anytime I criticize the guy, and I get it, there's going to be differing opinions and stuff like that. So that's fair. Um. But to to say that, um. His his moves have been beyond reproach. Guys, at a certain point, it's got to not be about next year. At a certain point, it's got to be about what happened. I had somebody in my mentions today legitimately say, yeah, but what about if John Tavares didn't get injured? I don't give a fuck. What matters is they didn't win. And they could have won without John Tavares. No, but like we've... And, and we've, no, no, we've, no, 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 no. We've, we've addressed that very... 
specific right. thing. And I'll yeah. keep addressing it until I'm blue in the face. The They're point- more susceptible to injury because of the salary structure. That's- like, again, I, I, okay, <laughs> I'm not picking a fight. I'm not picking a fight. Yeah, yeah. I'm this not picking a, a fight. Record. This is a broken yeah, record. Yeah, broken. Yes, Jesse, it is a broken record. I feel like yeah. we're having the same conversation over and over We've again. We've done this a hundred times since June. I'm saving, I'm saving my anger for mm-hmm. when they earn it. Mm-hmm. They haven't earned it yet. They did a weird thing with Jared McCann. Mm-hmm. A weird thing. Like, I, I think two things can be true. I think it's I think it's right that Kyle Dubas did a smart thing that helped the Leafs. And it's right for fans to be like, you you traded for a guy to lose him? <laughs> I I both things are right. We're both doing our role here. I'm just I am intensely skeptical about where this is going. And I want you to save your bullets for when you, you give the organization time okay. to do the things you're asking it to do. Okay. Yeah. Because there is time and it has not elapsed yet. Well, and as we be... know with time, it always keeps ticking. It's, it, if training camp rolls around and they look like they suck, <laughs> or I'll tell you. Yo, no, they're never going to look like they suck. They're going to look like their regular season good. That sucks. That does suck. No, we, it? the standard has gone up. Mm-hmm. In part, thanks to Kyle Dubas. The standard has gone up, and they and if they look regular season good, it's not good enough. If they're running back this lineup, it's going to be tough for me. I'm just I'm I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, and I could not. be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I fucking want to be yeah, wrong. Yeah, you can be wrong my, all the time. Maybe my, I could be wrong on this one. My faith great. in the team. My faith in the team. They're not running it back. <sighs> boy, oh boy. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Now, um, I I heard from a lot of Dallas fans today. I just want to throw this out there too. I forgot to bring this up when the uh, Alexiak pick came up. A lot of Dallas fans pumped about Alexiak leaving. It's weirdly, uh, because a lot of people felt like, and I heard this from like four or five of them. That, that him playing with Heiskanen was like holding him back. That he wasn't able to what be is? the guy that he needs to be or wants to be. Heiskanen? For, yeah. And He's I thought good. that was really interesting. But Alexiak was great. Up. What, did he need to be better? Well, Heiskanen? I think it was. What? I, I think that there was a, a sense that Alexiak was taking too much of the breakout. And I, I wanted to know if you'd heard that before. I had never heard that. No. I was, I, I was saying to Jesse, I looked at his, his, his playoff bubble when Dallas made the final was unreal he had five goals in 27 games which if that was his that five goals in that playoff bubble beats his regular season best (laughs) which is four um he was incredibly good in that bubble he's also one of the biggest players in the league um i think he's third tallest okay he's top five in weight awkward moment on the broadcast they bring out alexiak and it's Dominic Moore. And again, it's, is it Glenn Fowler? What's his name? I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Cam Fowler of the Not Cam. Not Cam Fowler. Stop, stop so <laughs> anyway, so they bring him out and they're like, hey, did you know that you're the heaviest player in the league? And Alexiak in his <laughs> infinite wisdom is like, oh, okay, I'll take that. And one of them's like, yeah, it's not fat though, right? Oh, no. And then Dominic Moore was like, no, it's muscle. And it was just, I was like, oh. Oh, and I, my girlfriend heavens. looked at me and she's like, if they said that to me, I'd fucking knock them out. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> the correct response. Like, and he's, you know, and, and Jamie like, or uh, oh, yeah, Jamie no. Lexiak's like a pretty fun loving guy. And he stood there and he's missing his friend tooth. Like he looks like the big, tough, big defenseman that he is taking it in good humor. But like, man, really? 
Oh no. It was, yeah, you know, that's what I mean. The broadcast was awkward. It was awkward. There was awkward moments everywhere. No flow to it. And listen, you can, you can say you like the background, like I said, but man, uh, th- that could have been a show. That was not a show. Not a show. Could have been great. Could have I'll been take your word for it. I never saw. Yeah. And don't worry, you won't have to. Um, Cole Lind. We'll get to the last three picks. Cole Lind is the guy that the Canucks uh, lose to um, Seattle. What do you know about him? Uh, good pick. He's one of the, sorry, I'm bringing this all up. We've talked about so many damn players. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the youngest guys that they managed to get a former second round pick 33rd overall. So barely a second round pick from 2017. Jesse was mentioning a lot of 15, 16 draft guys. He was one of maybe two or three 17s. Um, he's sort of like Morgan geeky in that all signs in all other leagues show watch the hell out. This guy's about to run you over offensively anyway. Um, 95 points in 58 games with the Kelowna Rockets. That was a few years ago. Goes the AHL. His AHL numbers are good. Um, Bit of a lackluster um, AHL full rookie season with 17 points in 51 games. Then he has 44 in 61. And this season in the AHL, he had eight in eight. Now he had no points in seven games with the Canucks this season. But what do we know about the Canucks season? It was a goddamn mess. Right. Uh, so I wouldn't take too much from that. Um, I, uh, I I think this is a guy worth taking a, a shot on, a risk on. He's going to be good. And one thing uh, that happened with him this past season was they moved him from right wing to center. So it means that they saw more skill in him than they originally did. Because they're moving into Dubois. Yeah, yeah, they're moving to a more important position because they're like, hey, this 22-year-old has some promise here. So it's a, it's a great pickup by Seattle. Uh, the next one is uh, Vitek Vanacek. And I guess, to me, it might have been for v- Vanacek and um, Kakinen. It feels like it was like pick one or pick the other. Sort of, right? I, like you, have I get your, it. you have your starters. You have your you know, the two goalies you expect to be great. But um, Vanacek makes a lot of sense seems to have a lot of potential. One of the more intriguing picks out there. And I think a lot of people pick that. Uh, we were sort of talking about this on the show. Um, Vegas, people forget the Vegas gong show in net in their first season. They had five goalies, including Dylan Ferguson, who they, they're like, uh, can you come from Kamloops and play? And he's like, Oh, uh, holy shit. And they put this poor kid in net. Uh, so there's going to be people forget how sloppy the first two months were for, for the Vegas Golden Knights. How many guys were healthy scratches, the waiver situation, the goalie situation, trying to get everyone in games and blah, blah, blah. Vanacek is very adaptable. I don't think the plan was for him to play over 35 games this past season for the Washington Capitals. But right off the bat, Henrik Lundqvist can't play. Uh, holy shit. So that alters the plan. Jesse said Samsonov was on protocol twice. Yeah, two separate times for I don't believe he had it each time, but it was for protocol. Yeah. So he's on protocol twice um and he really struggled at the beginning of the season. He ended up picking it back up and getting better, but uh, Vanacek did really well in a situation that I don't think it was ever the plan for him to be in. Um, so beyond the fact that he stops pucks, which is generally the goalie's job, um, he'll, uh, he's, he's adaptable, which he'll need to be for an expansion team with Seattle. And the last one, Mason Appleton, Winnipeg Jets. 
they had at least three really good options, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was a bit surprised. I'm not going to lie. But so J- Jesse and I were talking about this. They have a thousand defensemen anyway. And DeMello would have been good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if DeMello is exactly the style that they wanted necessarily. Certainly, certainly not knowing now what they were after. I yeah. mean, size was huge with that. Yeah, but but he's still extremely good. But so is Mason Appleton. And Mason Appleton you go out and get because we looked at their team up front and we're like, they're kind of thin. Add Mason Appleton to that who's coming off a fantastic season for the Winnipeg Jets. I noticed him every time he was on the ice um, in the, what was it, 10 games that the Leafs played against the Jets. And that's a team where you can easily get buried um, with all the firepower that they have. He was great. Really good player. Um, he'll make Seattle better. And he's one of those versatile guys where you find him on the penalty kill and the power play. So he's just he'll be all over the Kraken's lineup. It's a great pick. He'll be big with Gordo. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to throw this at you. I don't know how Michael in my DMs found this. But if you remember in 2017, I actually won the the uh, the most correct picks from Vegas. <laughs> right. I had 12 of them, which is crazy. This year I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm going full chaos. Like I picked Ovi. Like, like whatever. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't fun. matter. But um steve dangle you were correct you got 12 oh wow correct pick so congratulations jesse wanted over half jesse got seven (laughs) and i got five because let's be honest (laughs) seattle's fucking cowards and they should have picked carrie price you guys tied me tied you together (laughs) yeah you're right shut (laughs) up (laughs) (laughs) oh man so anyway like listen it's a it's a it's going to be an interesting situation let's push it forward though guys Sure. We talked a little bit about, you know, what's coming up. Let's go over it one more time. Can Come I ask on. you a real quick question? Yeah. Do we talk about price at all? Not really. I don't think it's, a, it's 1130 at night. They didn't. Well, they didn't have, they said they didn't feel like they had uh, the proper medical records. Yeah. That's what, which is an interesting story in and of itself, because you, you're supposed to turn everything over, but I guess the more records they turned over, the more questions Seattle had. Ron Francis should absolutely file a grievance with the league over how Mark Bergevin handled the expansion draft. Oh yeah, he, He'll lose. He'll probably lose, but he should at least file it. So it's on paper. This was bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I can't help, but I can't help but respect the way Bergevin did it. And the reason <laughs> Do, it is, I, you know what? Like if it's not oh, cheating, yeah. Like everybody, you know, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't be mad at me for that take and then be totally cool with the, with uh, half the teams being over the cap and LTIR, the, right? Like it's, it's, you're either full rules or you're not. And he, Mark Bergevin played in the gray area and he won. I already said they lost to a team that was 18 million over the cap. And now we're all going to feel Mark Bergevin's wrath. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Adam, I don't know if you caught it, but I found it just fascinating when Friedman was on 31 Thoughts on, I guess it was yesterday's show. Great and he episode. Said, and he said point blank that there's probably some bad blood between Francis and Bergevin over this whole situation. And probably. that Bergevin was playing chicken with Francis and uh, he dared him to call his bluff and Francis didn't do it. So Before I game- wonder how that, rep- rep- um, that relationship's going to go going forward. Before game one of the season, who's Seattle's most intriguing rival as a fan? Montreal. 100%. Yeah. And they'll play two times, once in October and once in March. It'll be and it'll be appointment viewing. It'll be Carey Price versus the Kraken. 
or it'll be we're over this. <laughs> and and if which I'm, is usually what happens in the NHL. Nah, Francis and Bergevin won't be over that shit. And if I'm Bergevin, I whisper in Dominic Ducharme's ear, Jake Allen. Here's the goalie that you wanted starting both games. <laughs> have at it. <laughs> well, I, uh, I I have to say, if you're gonna if you want to win for your team, that's your job. It, Mark Bergevin's job is not to play the rules to the letter of the law. It's to oh. find every hole. Look at uh, Lou Lamorello. He's a master at it. That's yep. why they named the damn award after him. Like he's, he just uh, made a trade where he got nothing, which I'm fairly certain you can't do, but he just he did got, anyway. No, no, no. He got future considerations. Ooh. Did he actually? Was that what the confirmed thing that's, was? That's what it goes down on paper as. We'll see what the considerations are, but <laughs> the something went back in the deal, and it is in the future, and it Inish, is imaginary. Additional seventh. If Andrew <laughs> Ladd... that shit. If Andrew Ladd writes a New York Times bestseller five times, then we get then we have to give you a seventh rounder. That's what it is. That's the future condition. considerations is the biggest cop out because there's it's usually a conditional seventh, which means nothing. So future yeah. considerations is nothing. It has also been like Robin Regeer when he was like a rookie was future considerations. I found this doing a trade tree once. Whoa, but he was a good defenseman. All right. Yes, he was like a first round pick. And he was future considerations, I want to say, involved in the Theron Flurry going to Colorado. Colorado. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's how he ended up in Calgary. Calgary, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was huge in Calgary. I remember yeah. that trade. That was crazy. Yeah, future considerations. Oh, and then that ended up being a first. What the f- What? Future considerations is all over the board, man. Hey, I, I got a question. Why can't you just trade a player for nothing? Why can't you just give well, a player did, away? I guess. Like, why do they have to put a, a label on it to be like, hey, you know what? The uh, Islanders are giving uh, lad to the Coyotes. <laughs> for money. Is that what waivers is for, though? And it's to make it fair and you uh, can, someone else can grab them. That would make sense. Do, do, are, are, there, are there limitations on phone numbers? Can they not pick up the phone? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> the league, it, it just makes no sense. Like, just make it easy, man. Just say, oh, well, we're fucking giving them up. And these guys want them. <laughs> we're, we're fucking giving them up. Just that's honestly, the deal. put that. Put that yeah, Adam, you know what? The I Islanders don't fucking gave up the lad for nothing. I don't, I don't know if that's going to fly, but. What the fuck? Like, I, I think it should. <laughs> Adam's right. Uh, You're a funny guy, man. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get it. it. I don't get it. Might have to massage that one a little bit. Okay, well, we'll workshop it, Jesse. Okay, that's all I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> workshop it a bit. Yes. <laughs> hey, so, uh, so okay, let's, I, I do want to look forward. So tomorrow, one o'clock Eastern Standard, and you might be listening to this at one o'clock Eastern Standard on Thursday. What are we open for? What's the big thing? Six trades. Dan. No, 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 no. I'm just asking what oh, happens. What's, what opens up at one we o'clock? We get to see oh. why the hell some of these picks happened. Okay. All the so, trades all- that supposedly happened for these picks that were side deals get to be revealed at 1 p.m. And they will all break many hours before because Francis Arvalli is going to be like, hey, right. uh, I know what you're having for dinner tonight, and here's the trade that happened. Mm-hmm. Let me and check his feed right now. We, we got to make sure before. And we- while Steve's doing that, Jesse, continuing on, that's when the full trade freeze lifts, right? Yes. Okay, so Eastern time. And then, you know, the next, isn't it the next day we're going to the NHL draft? Friday is round one. Uh, mm-hmm. The weekend is the subsequent two through seven. Guys, and then uh, obviously next week, we've got 28th is when the, the free agency talk window opens. 
uh, the, that's just there's no talk window this no year. Talk. They dropped in the CBA. That's so it's really just stupid. Day one free agency is when everybody's open to everybody. And that's the 28th? Yes. Or the 30th? 28th. Yes. 28th. Okay. So just want to make sure we went through all of that so everybody knows because everything's off this year, right? Yeah. Steve, anything? Yeah. No, nothing. Okay. But so Frank's probably sleeping with the Oilers. So yeah, yeah. So that deal's going to happen. No, I want to ask you for, for you're going to lose Hyman. The Oilers wanted him really fucking badly. We knew that. Mm-hmm. What did, what's a deal like that? And I, and this will be kind of fun in retrospect to look at. What's a deal like that worth? So I'm, they probably are going to do a sign and trade, right? Eight years. It sounds like it. Uh, or really? at very least it'll be, you know, the Oilers get the exclusive window regardless. There's value there. Um, if it is eight years, I think the Leafs are able to charge more, mm-hmm. to be honest, um, because that adds value to it. I know a second round pick is probably grossly overpaying. I would, I would love that. Um, it would probably just have to be futures. The Leafs okay. don't have a ton of picks in this draft. Um, one or two, you know, it would, I mean, and how many picks depends on where they are in the draft, but something. Give me something. This is a player um, that's walking to free agency, and that sucks. Um, but usually what happens is they walk, and you get shit and too bad. I don't think um, they're so getting anything. Anything would be good. Anything. Like I, I, don't, I don't know. You're going to have to get something. Well, I a think lot of Edmonton, players want this guy, man. Yeah? You think Edmonton is willing to pay for it? Because I think they just wait till next week. Ken Holland. He's, he was willing to pay for Duncan Keith. Why not? But not Adam Larson. Not Adam Larson. Is listen, you're asking me to analyze a front office I don't understand. <laughs> so yeah. I think, yeah, I think they would. I think you're gonna be sitting here next week being like, we got nothing for Hyman. I'll and I'll be sad. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just guessing. Who knows? Yeah. But expectations, I mean, you know, hey, when the Leafs acquired Jared McCann, I expected Jared McCann to be a Leaf, and now he's not, so I'm disappointed. When Zach Hyman was announced to be going to free agency. I was disappointed, but if they get anything for him, I'll be happy <laughs> because I, I originally thought they were getting nothing. Mm-hmm. Expectation matters. <laughs> hmm. And so does size, according to the Seattle Kraken. So apparently, um, uh, by the way, the Oilers apparently thought that Adam Larson was going to sign there for a similar term, oh. by the way, earlier this week. So I'm assuming that Seattle came in and gave him a good pitch. Um, who do you think of the 31 or 30 teams that were selected from, who do you think is most likely to have paid the first and the third round pick for an extra protection slot? Hmm. If anybody did it, who did it? Can't be the Coyotes because they don't have one. The Chicago pick right off the bat didn't really make much sense. No, he's not the greatest player and he's a UFA. And mm-hmm. so, so I reported that they're, I, I had heard that there could be a side deal, but that was more in the person I was speaking to. Like it was kind of an assumption because we saw that and we're like, Oh, of course. And I think it was Scotty powers in Chicago said there was none, but it, it simply doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. McDermott with the King. No, cause they didn't really have anybody pit. Like we know Susie. I wonder. I don't know if anyone paid the first and the third, but I think a few a few teams obviously paid something. I think 
I think what Vegas did was extortion. I think what Seattle is doing is let's, it was extortion, but now they're just some other team, right? So now they're just a team with a lot of cap space and too many players. So they're going to be open to deals. Okay. Right. But, it, right. but you, but that's not what you asked. What you asked no. is what side deals have already been done. <sighs> Man, no, based on- who's most likely do you think to have picked? You think Chicago's one of them? That's an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, that's Chicago, somebody on my Arizona. Own. Arizona Minnesota. can't. Arizona couldn't get really. I mean, they didn't have a first and a fourth, right? That's, that was the only reported one. Um, Gord Miller. So, so they must have, the Seattle must have lowered their price or it must have been some sort of different player. It could be another player. I, I There's something. Something very funny is going on here with the way they're being really hush. I think someone at the league is furious that these got out and they're not going to let it happen with the trades come hell or high water. I don't think uh, I got to tell you, I don't think that they had a choice. This is, this was coming out. You're contacting 30 players and their families. This is going to leak guys. All right. Well, no way the league could have kept, and there's no way the league could have really expected this not to leak unless it was a total shock to the players once they were announced too. Right. The only thing, the only option you had was you make the pick deadline an hour before the show. Yeah. You make it at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern. And then Zeravali only breaks half of them, not the whole team. <laughs> right. Another, we mentioned LA, like there was three guys ahead of Curtis McDermott on my list. So, but I don't know if they, if you have to pay that much for them, to take Curtis McDermott, you know, like maybe at that point you accept losing Carl Grunstrom or uh, Kel Clegg. But I think think they would have been fine to lose Carl Grunstrom. We've got an inflated opinion of Carl Grunstrom because he played here, uh, (laughs) but but he's he's not great. I I would take him over a 27 year old undrafted uh, defenseman. Who's kind of just been middling in the NHL and he makes less than a million dollars. Like I'm taking Grunstrom over that. And for some reason, Seattle went with the giant defenseman over a forward who might have potential in the league. I also want to mention two guys that t- it looks like Taylor Hall is closing in on a four-year deal at six million per with the Boston Bruins. That's what the rumor was today. So oh, we'll I see. That that. Yeah, not bad, right? He wants to be there. They want him. I want to read uh, Mark Spector's a little bit of Mark Spector's article before we go here about the Adam Larson thing because I think we're going to find out more about this tomorrow. Mark Adam Larson, my John Quinville thing. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Adam Larson was confirmed offer the exact same amount of money in the and the exact same amount of years as Seattle offered him. And what's interesting about this too, guys, is that, um, you know, you'll say, well, Canadian taxes. Well, taxes in Alberta are the lowest in the country. Like they're very, very low. They're like America low. I remember working out there. It was, it was, it was cool. Uh, except for, you know, public services and things like that. Now, the problem is that, he chose another team. He was a good leader. He finally put it all together. They offered him the same deal. Chose another team. <laughs> Carry on. Adam, so, I, I love the way you talk. I'm it's just you, it's it's so good. It's, it was sweet, man. I loved keeping my paycheck. But then when I had to spend nine hours in the emergency room, I didn't like it so much. I forget it was something stupid. <laughs> you forget. Uh, yeah. It okay. was not, it was not a fun day. Um, okay. Okay. The, the, the thing is uh, like, and this is where I would like to know what happened. I would like to know what exactly happened where Larson said, you know, I don't think so. 
players seem far less willing to put up with shit this summer, don't they? Yeah. Larson, Landeskog. Mm-hmm. And those are two guys who, were they not both top five in the same draft? Was that not 2011? I believe both Team Sweden, they would know each other. And I wonder if they're talking to each other and just going, "This, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed about this and that, and I feel disrespected. And there's something you can follow, by the way, if you want to uh, put add some more uh, gas to the Landeskog to Seattle fire. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a little something I'm just spitballing here. Players are are less willing to put up with shit, and and I think Larson knows what he's been through in Edmonton, and the fact he got any pushback at all, he said nuts to this. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Mike Smith, I I just found the terms out for what Mike Smith is going to make. Can anybody guess the two year deal? Do you know what it's worth? I know. You already know. Yeah. Jesse, what'd you say? Two years, two mil. Two years, four mil. Per? Two, well, four, two per year. Two I was about to faint. Oh, so it's, super, it's two yeah. per two. Okay, okay. No, yeah, two, yeah, I guess it's, yeah. yeah. Two by, yeah. Okay. Two by two. Yeah. I suppose that is the way that everyone else says it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was more than two, actually. Did you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, it was too big. That's, it's too That's much. That's rich. We, we said it earlier, like he's 39. I don't know if he knows if he wants to play past next season. Why are you giving him this contract? Why did it's, he need two? Like, you why did he need two, two years? years? Yeah. What did let's, you think he was going to get? Let's say <laughs> he's good this upcoming year, right? What's wrong with taking it year by year by year? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, what come hell or high water? No, I need my, my two. I, th- that one I don't get. I think it's, oh, there's three deals. Right now, we look at for Edmonton, losing Larson, acquiring Keith, and signing Mike Smith. I think they're 0 for 3. Hmm. Uh, uh, can I do a shout-out before we wrap? Please do. Um, this shirt. It's First of all, it's one of my favorite shirts. It fits me really well. Uh, it's from Daryl Boyce's clothing company. And he sent me it, and I tweeted it. And he's like, dude, you didn't mention the company. Because I'm terrible at this. So at Shinny and Co. C-O. Daryl Boyce, Leafs legend. Check it out. And then go to sdpn.ca and spend more money. There. We don't have the shirts there, but we have We don't shirts. have. Th- no, no, no. Sorry. I should specify. Those <laughs> is are two it, different is it companies. for charity? That or is it very confusing. <laughs> I don't know what it's for. I just like the shirt. And it's Daryl Boyce. He got his nose ripped off. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. Are you guys buddies now? We DM. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, listen, uh, we won't do a press conference tonight. It's already almost midnight. Oh. Mm. Uh, do you want one, Jess? Do you want to do one? No, I have no questions. Okay, good. We so we're not exhausted everything. Jesse, so you... that's the right answer. Thank you. Yeah, so we're, we're going to wrap it up because our boys are tired, uh, but we'll see you Friday, and uh, we'll have another show then. And, you know, I guess we can get pre- prepared for the draft at that point. <laughs> And we'll have some trades to talk about, which will be nice. We'll see how creative they get. We'll see how – I'm, I'm curious to see how creative Ron Francis gets specifically. It's very, very, very interesting. So have a great one. We hope you enjoy your Thursday. Hope you enjoy your trades. We'll see you tomorrow when you're listening to this. We love you, and uh, have a good one. Frank Saravalli knows what you're going to do. Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at 
Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.